Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. TMA. It's presented by Brian and Crouppen, Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Darren Atkins, Kurt Garner. Ken Strode not available. No, N slash A. No. He's got so much on his plate in terms of business with the Hubbard Corporation. I mean, you see him buzzing. You can, it's almost buzzing around the studios. We're lucky to have him when we do. I agree with him. You can watch us and see how hot we are on YouTube.com slash TMASTL. Uh... And uh, that's where y'all can also watch uh, the Tim McCurran Show podcast at 11 o'clock with KG and O-Town filling in. Maybe we'll have an erotic story. I have a few in the holster. KG and O-Town, you got to see the email file yesterday. I did. Uh, deep. Yeah, it is deep. If, if you are going to send one in, if you can, in addition to QFTA, put, like, what the email is about. And that way, when we're scrolling through, if we want to have a particular topic, preferably sapphic play, we know, oh, here's an email about sapphic play. And that's probably going to get read quickly. I don't know when I'll be back in there for one, so I would love an erotic story today. Ooh. Would you? Well, I have a few. Let's go. Right. Of your own or someone else's? No, I've pretty much... I shared a story on yesterday's Sode, which I believe is titled Passing on a Blues Game with a Porn Star. That's the one. Uh, Doug, it was... KG No Town, what was the date? Doug might remember it. I don't remember. It was December 30th, 2001. You remember December 30th, 2001? No, I don't. I know, right where I was. Where were you? Uh, In Homac at Seckman High School. Why would you remember that? I have a memory like Tim's. Why were you guys in school on December 30th? Uh, The grind never sleeps at Seckman. (laughs) No. I guess I'm just going to call because I think this guy's going to bluff off his stack on the river. That's my read. Yeah. They didn't have Christmas vacation at Segment. Uh Winter holiday. Yeah, break thank you. Fix. That it was, was, uh, was a little... The holdover before the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Paul Giamatti. Segment. He was snowed in at Segment, so... Uh, brief aside, I was listening to Larry David on Bill Simmons' podcast, and he said he thought the best movie last year was The Holdovers. Plowhawk, you're a big fan, right? Uh, one of my favorite movies I've watched in the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I love so, Paul major recommendation. Just... It was such a good movie. What's that about? You know, I, it, it's so weird to, like, if you ask that question, it's like, what is TMA? And I go, I don't really know. It, it, Paul Giamatti's a grumpy, older professor who... Uh, is too smart for his current position. Like, he's teaching kids when he should be, like, a college professor. I guess it's implied he's got an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, then there's, and it's a boarding school, so you have a, a lot of rich kids. I gather it's somewhere up in the Northeast. I don't recall if they were specific about where it was. And it, uh, basically three people, d different backgrounds and different stages in their lives, uh, are all stuck over Christmas break, whereas most of the kids, you know, being from wealthy backgrounds or going skiing or going to Florida or Palm Springs or mm. something like that. And they're stuck there, and uh, and they become... You know, they have their ups and downs, but uh, it becomes people who, I guess, were super selfish, and perhaps the end is selflessness, I suppose. I don't know. And they, you know, It's a movie I'm, I'm looking forward to watching again. My wife yeah. gave me trouble when I bought it. She goes, why wouldn't we just rent it? I go, I don't know. I'm just going to buy it. And so now I'm like, oh, probably that's something I'll watch again. Maybe I'll watch it on my phone when flying or something. I don't know. And each character has a backstory. You know, obviously he had some family issues with his parents. You know, he's in a boarding school for yeah, other situations. He's surrounded by really rich kids when he's not really that wealthy. Yeah, good point. Um, good point. And Paul point. Giamatti kind of resents the family aspect of the kids half-ass it because their family buys their grades, and he doesn't allow that at the school, which causes tension with the other kids, so he's not really liked. And in the end, he's, you know, kind of opens up to be a normal human. I love the chef, the female. I know Jackson knows the name. I forgot. She is, I think, one best supporting actress. Yeah, she is unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's, it really is a good movie. Doug, you would like it. It, uh, even though I realized my description was uh, he, terrible. Iggy, it's great that you're back in because here, my recollection was this. And, Doug, it involves our time together at KMOV. Um, it's... Uh, so it was, you're right, it was December 29th, 2001. I don't know the years, Tim, or the dates. And uh, my significant other and I, at the time, go over to the Stag Bar. And I don't know if it was Larry Flint's Hustler Club at the time, but that's what the building was. And Plowhawk, you probably wouldn't remember this, Lass. Uh, probably predates you. KG and O-Town did not. I'm sure Jackson would not. Doug would not. But I'm certain you will. Raylene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. He's in his Rolodex immediately. <laughs> just... No, she's a, she's a MILF. A uh, vivid Hall of Famer. Well, at that time, she was probably in her 20s. Very natural breast and big. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I also mentioned that you would probably know, and then KG and O-Town theorized all with me, that you had interviewed her boyfriend at the time's husband. No, which would have been great. Her boyfriend's brother, Steve Hirsch. Your boyfriend's husband. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that's, when, that's when it got hot, but it wasn't that. No, I've interviewed Steve from uh, Vivid. Owned Steve? Vivid. Does he own it anymore? Not anymore, I don't think. Is that right? Who bought it, Lansky? Brought, no, probably Bree Mills. <laughs> mm. We're dealing with like Bree. Rain Man of porn here. The guy just, you name off a name. Yeah, and all the and mergers and acquisitions instant. in he the knows, San Fernando Valley. He knows where he He's was. He's looking it up right now. I'm going to just put it, who owns Vivid. All right, so so Raylene was, was either dating or married to Steve Hirsch, the owner of Vivid's brother. So I'm over there with my significant other, and it's probably two or three in the morning, obviously intoxicated, hanging out with them. Of course, in my mind, what am I thinking is going to happen? Lesbianism. Is it really realistic? Probably not. Probably not. But either way, Brad says to me, I really would like to go to the game tomorrow. Well, you know what the game tomorrow was? What? The 2001 St. Louis Rams taking on Peyton Manning in the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, sure. And I go, well, I'll be at that game here in a few hours for my job. And he goes, oh, I don't want to go to the football game. I want to go to the Blues and Predators game. And I go, oh, mm. you know. 
I'm kind of surprised because the Rams at that time were, you know, the biggest thing going, plus right. Peyton Manning, even though I don't believe the Colts were very good that year. And uh, and he says, uh, no, I really want to go to that game. And so I, I'm like, well, I mean, if you really wanted to, I suppose. And I'm thinking, I would love to go to the game, but I have a responsibility. We had Sports Sunday, mm-hmm. hour-long sports presentation. Journalism first, Timmy. Amen. That's my credo. Mm-hmm. And so I recall sitting in the sports office that day, and uh, sports director Steve Savard was enamored with the fact that I had been hanging out with Raylene a mere 12 hours, 13 hours earlier. And he was disappointed in me that I was sitting there. I'm sure we were crafting journalism, Doug. Sure. Uh, Double-checking sources. And not at the Blues game with Raylene and Brad Hirsch and my significant other. But I felt like at that point, and I had just turned 25, I guess, yeah, that it wouldn't have been the best thing for my career if I hit up the Blues for tickets to take an adult star to the game. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you think I made the right? Probably, probably so by not going. Not no, you probably should have done. You got out of there earlier. What? Got out of there earlier and not stayed for Sports Sunday? Are you kidding me? Thank you. Maybe, Doug. maybe uh, Savar was upset that he didn't get Rayleigh on for Sports Sunday. That would have been a great guess. We wouldn't have had a place. I think for I think she was on Sunday. with Frank on the pit that night. <laughs> and Frank hates it when you double book. According, according to Wikipedia, he still owns it. Oh, Doug, we were wrong. Okay. Well, he had a stable of girls. Remember the uh, vivid girls? So you, Tim, instead went to the Rams game and covered it. Right. For Sports Sunday. That's correct. And did not go to the Blues game. With my girlfriend, Brad Hirsch, brother of Steve, and vivid girl Raylene. Okay. Now, the, the Blues game was like a 5 or 6 o'clock start. And I remember Savard being, like, stunned and disappointed that I didn't go. And I'm like, but it would have, wouldn't it have been bad? But journalism, Stevie. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes, I think I did. I'm sure he would have loved that. But journalism, Stevie. Julianne was a vivid girl. Caden Cross was a vivid girl. She was. Yeah. Okay. Jane Linda Mueller. In Oregon, sciatica. Jenna Jameson, Tara Patrick. God, yeah. Not Jameson. Oh, he had a stable. But yeah, according to this, uh, I thought he sold it. I thought well, there was some legal issues and stuff, and he just got rid of it. But guess not. He still owns it. May I join you? Yeah, well, come on in. Is that Raylene? <laughs> That's the girl. One of the stables. <laughs> yeah, I never seen her. Hey, was that the proper? Well, I wouldn't have thought you would even have the option of, of not working your shift. Well, in 2001, I'm sure I knew who she was. I'm talking about Tim. I knew she was, I knew she was stripping. I'd have probably went over there. If he had a Sunday, it was our big day. I mean, right. journalism, Steve. Right, exactly. Journalism, Steve. It was our big day. It was. You had to be, Back there then, were, there was actually a lot going on in sports that's in St. What I, Louis. I said to K, that, that is true. Uh, KG and o, I said to KG and Oten, now Doug had to do Sports Sunday over the last few years of his time at KMOV, literally by yourself. Yeah. But Half it, hour all alone. But at that time, it was me, you, Savard... Timmy Klutzarts, who's now a news director, right, in Fort mm-hmm. Myers. Yeah. Mark uh, Griffin was there as a video editor. Mark Merv Griffin, uh, Troy Roberts, another producer, and then we had, like, two additional editors mm-hmm. at our beck and call for this hour-long presentation. If I would have said, hey, I know I've only been here a year, but I'm going to have to miss today. You might catch me in the crowd at the Blues game. I'll be with Raylene. I don't know how that would have played. Now, back in your day, they wouldn't let you edit, would they? Wouldn't what? They wouldn't let you edit because it was a union thing. Right. We That's couldn't correct. touch the equipment. That's right. And then it came to where we were the only ones there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sure as hell better. It's to the point now you do it on your phone and edit yourself. Yeah. We went from having eight or nine people working on the show That's to what one. I'm saying. To one. Raylene and Where the Boys Aren't 13 was a wonderful performance. That's from Doug's work husband. Where the Boys Aren't. Part 13, of, though. She has a lot of stepson stuff now. I hmm. think she's out of the business. Well, when she before she quit, she was doing a lot of step stepson stuff. Uh, Connie Lassiter and Greg Bickler are texting in together, and they say Raylene had a hell of a comeback around 2009. Doug the Cardinals had Adam Wainwright and Chris Carpenter firing all cylinders, yeah. and, and Raylene was firing all cylinders in 2009. That was. I would bet she's got to be close to 60. No way. I would say 48. Oh, I bet she's over 50. 46. Raylene's 46? <laughs> Uh-oh. She was like in her 40s when she quit. Maybe she just looked old. Oh, no. I was going to get her on in the 9 o'clock hour, but I guess that's off now. That's yeah, out. Well, we can't oh, tell she anybody podcasting? who we're trying to get on because then they send them clips. That's right. So now we got to get Diora Baird. Yeah. we got to get guests you, on. Diora talking all lately, KG? Don't no, come on. No, we haven't spoken. Hey, if you're going to go on that show, he said you're 60. Yeah. You look 60 when you were doing porn. Ah, don't go on there. So, listeners, we're definitely not going to effort and try to get Raylene. That's I would have liked to hear what she had to say about the Blues game. I'm not sure we got a comprehensive report from that. Can you imagine in that time wanting to pass on the Rams and, and, and like they were probably 13 and two or something at that point, 16 game season, and uh, and and seeing Peyton Manning, who I assume was the quarterback for the Colts, unless he was hurt that day, uh, and one and, and don't get me wrong, the Blues were a great team. They played in the Western Conference Final earlier that year, and they wound up going to the. Uh, Western Conference semifinals and lost to uh, one of the greatest teams I've ever seen, the 2002 Detroit Red Wings. But well, is it possible that after staying out so late at night drinking, they didn't want to get up early for a Rams no, game? No, I remember him specifically saying, I just like to say I've been in all of these different buildings and I want, I've i never been to, I guess it was probably Scott Trade then, Savas Center, I don't know what the hell it was. It was an Enterprise Center. Those noon games hit early, though. Ooh, cats, especially when you're out until 4 or 5. Yeah. On the quest for lesbianism, which well, is what I always was. Yeah, I was never out till four or five. On the quest for lesbianism. It still hit early. <laughs> Rams won 42-17 that day. Did Manning oh. play? He did. Didn't have a great day. Torrey Holt went seven for 203 and two Holy TDs. Holy crap. What else? What, give me some other stats from that with the big stars. The uh, Hall of Marshall Famous. Falk, 25 carries, 118 and three touchdowns. Wow. Boy, they were fun to watch back then. Just a... Uh, didn't know how good we had it. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Blues won 7-2, to though. Over the Predators? 7-2. to two. Pavel, Pavel Dimitra had two. Little Pavel, number 38, Doug. Yeah. Remember when Tavon Austin would come in at running back at, like, 3rd <laughs> and 8? Running right up the gut. <laughs> kind of do, like, a halfback dive. and then Smallest scale on the field. And yeah. then they punt. I felt mm-hmm. like we watched that play 50 times yeah. with the same exact results. How, what is your thought on this? I, I brought this up on 101 a few days ago. I don't know how it came up, but I never know how anything comes up. Um... When all three were playing in that time, like when I recall starting at KMOB in 2000, 2001, 2000, even two, and 2003, the Rams were the, were the biggest story, in, including the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? Yes, yeah. They were. That so the whole thing about the baseball seen. town was yeah. such BS because that was it just wasn't accurate. We had never seen football like that in St. Louis. Right. Or pretty much anywhere else. Right. That kind of offense. That's true. And they had a, had a couple things gone differently, you know, the end of the game could have been different. Yeah. <laughs> the franchise could still be here, too. How did we get handed that? I don't get that. Like, how did it go so well? Well, when you had a front office trying to lose so that they could move. 
Did you see that video I dem off, like talking about how they built the LA fandom fan base? I, thinking, what was it? What was, I, 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 all I saw was like a clip, but I wanted, like I wanted to see the whole interview. Yeah, I don't know who had the podcast or who was interviewing. I really do think, and I know it might sound insane, I really think there is a chance that he would do an interview with me. It, it was the Redefiner. Because now everything's kind of over. Who's that? Demo? Demo. I, I, I he do. said that he would. He did? Uh, it was like a year and a half, maybe two years after they moved. And I texted him. And I said, Tim would really like you to come on TMA. And he goes, I love Tim. I respect him. He says, but right now there's really nothing to gain for me to come on. Because the litigation was yeah. done. But now it's over. But he said he, he wanted He yeah. said, I would gladly come I, would, I have nothing against him. I would, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's, it's it's kind of a no-win for me because unless I scream at him and begin to attack him, it, you know, yeah. but, uh, but uh, I'd be curious how he puts his head on the pillow, so but, to speak. But they must have convinced themselves, I don't know if it's a, a big game and they're just so manipulative and they're so great at acting. Mm-hmm. I actually think that damn often them, they convince themselves that they've done nothing wrong. They're vindicated, the lawsuit's over. I honestly mm-hmm. think in their I, head that they, I, they, they did it and, on the up and, and up. And here's the thing, it's, it's, crazy. It's, it's the same, take your pick of whatever thing you would want to point at, whether it be... Stan Kroenke slash Demoff, Clark Hunt slash the Chiefs. Um, if you want to go to a further level, Tom Stillman partnering with the Chiefs to you know expose the Blues in the Kansas City market and, and then having the players skate around with the Chiefs helmets, whatever. It's all business, and I understand that. And I understand Kroenke getting to be able to move there, and I understand him doing it through the lens of business. The thing that I had a problem with and will continue to have a problem with and I would address with Demoff if we were to sit down and have a, have an interview was the letter that I do not believe Stan Kroenke wrote, um, it, whether it be Demoff or one of their attorneys writing uh, about how St. Louis... Uh, you know, clearly didn't support this team and didn't have the backing, and that is the reason when in reality that was not why they moved. And But around the country, that is the perception. And I, this could have been damn near, for real, I think probably, I don't know if I would say 75% of franchises, but 60-plus percent of franchises because they wouldn't move teams out of New York. Um, they wouldn't move the Bears, probably wouldn't move the Packers, as weird as that might sound, considering it's that small of a market. But it could have been the Vikings, it could have been the Panthers, it could have been the Buccaneers, it could have been the Jaguars. Whoever was in a position where they had an out in their claws, St. Louis's fault on that one, and an owner who was liquid enough that he could build that stadium, which is not what Dean Spanos was and it was not what Mark Davis was, that was who was going to get to go. So it really wasn't about St. Louis. It was about who St. Louis had as its owner. But in order to justify it, they crapped on St. Louis mm-hmm. and St. Louis's football fans, and that's the part that I really have an issue with. Well, there are a lot of people in, in big business who will say or do anything to improve the business and to make more money. Ethics be damned. Honesty, truthfulness doesn't matter. The only thing that really matters is if the business is improved and they make more money. And they justify that by saying, I'm doing this for my family. I'm trying to be a better provider for my family. That is the truth. So whatever happens to the the people they leave in their wake, they really don't care because they say, I'm doing this to provide for my family. Well, his wife has more money than he does, so I think they're well provided for him. Yeah, I'm talking about Demoff as well. 
He doesn't care if he lied because I'm sure now he's got a family in a, in a mansion in Beverly Hills somewhere. So for him, it worked out fine. He yeah. played the game, and whether he was truthful or not, it doesn't matter. The fact is that he won at the game. I don't blame St. Louis. I don't blame Kroenke. I don't blame Demoff. I blame the government. If government. it wasn't if it wasn't such a stupid uh, luxury tax or death tax, the the Rosenblums or her kids wouldn't have sold it. Chip Rosenblum and Lucia Rodriguez. They couldn't afford it, so they sold the team. If there wouldn't have been that astronomical mm-hmm. uh, luxury tax that they had to pay when their mom died, right. they'd still own the team probably. Yeah. They wouldn't have moved. It's, well, it's an easy to point the blame at Goodell and the NFL. I, I know all of that, but, like, they could have stayed in St. Louis if the NFL and Goodell wanted to. They didn't want them to. I get, the, like, the, the tax and they had to sell and then you got Cronky and he wanted to move. There's nothing St. Louis could have done because the NFL and power to be with Jerry Jones involved as well. It was over, yeah. man. That thing was over. Well, if you're Roger Goodell. But that's you, because Cronky could privately fund the building. Yeah, but Goodell had the power to... Didn't he have authority to say, no, you're not moving this team Probably from could have. to L.A., but like... Uh, I, d- I disagree with both of you. I don't know. I think he may have been able no to. No way. No, he works for the owners. But I, he certainly didn't want to. Who? Goodell wouldn't have wanted to keep the team in St. Louis. Well, yeah. it, it, it doesn't I mean, matter what Roger it. Goodell wants. This isn't a dictator. He works for the owners. Jerry Jones played a large role in helping Crocky get there, and he had the Legacy Sports or the Legend Sports contract. And he wanted them in Los Angeles. The owners make the vote, not a guy. Not but a guy it, who gets his paycheck from those guys. David Stern kept the uh, NBA from moving to St. Louis. Bernie Nicholas heard him telling the story the other day how the, the Vancouver Grizzlies owner had sold it, was ready to sell it to uh, the guy who owned the Blues at the time. Laurie. Brothers, Laurie. Laurie who yeah. really wanted an NBA team yes. to go with the Blues to have more nights at the Enterprise Center. Yep. And the Grizzlies were for sale, and... And Laurie said, I'm going to move him to St. Louis. And Stern said, no, you're not. We can't just pull out and leave. You're going to have to spend at least one more year in Vancouver till we smooth things out and make a, a better transition and at least make this look like we've gone through the process. And Laurie said, well, hell with it. I'm not doing it. And I don't want it at all. And so Vancouver stayed one more year there. And then whoever bought it moved it a year later to Memphis. But how could he not here. wait a year? That, that's like the that's question, because deal. he was a spoiled brat who wanted Tough. what he wanted right then. <laughs> if you wait one waited year. a year, you have, this city is so much different. Right. This was one more team. Because mm-hmm. we would have built a stadium by that point for the NBA. Yeah. And but in that case, it was stadium. David Stern telling him, you're not moving. You're not going to move. Oh, Maybe he had more it. power than Goodell had. He didn't say you're not moving. He said you're not for a year. Right. For a year, you're not moving. But he, I think the point is he had the power to do that over at a potential owner. Haven't we heard this story five times already? Iggy is rubbing off on Tim. I've told this. St- what story have I told about the Rams five oh, times? Raylene? I, had I ever told the Raylene I'd story? I'd never heard that story right. before. I don't I've recall been sitting here next to you for seven years. Right. I never heard it. I don't know. Wedding tackle, what story have I told five times? I don't know. Uh, if I have, I apologize. I don't know. I don't no. think I'd ever really told them. No, before. I don't know. But whatever. That wouldn't have mattered. Nobody would have supported the <laughs> NBA and they'd have left. Anyway, well, to go right, someplace else after right. they came here from Vancouver, they'd be somewhere else now anyway. Right when the renderings happened and there were dolphins and yachts in the Mississippi, I knew it was <laughs> mm-hmm. I, And it, at that time, we were still fighting for it, and you knew at that time. We could have gotten they, we, some we dolphins. We have no idea what we're doing here. You're sending that up to Goodell? That well, they the wanted them to Dolphins move. and yachts in the Mississippi? Come on. Is that picture still around anywhere? Big picture, it makes all the... 
makes all the sense in the world for that team to be in L.A. instead of here. (laughs) No, it doesn't now. At the time, it felt criminal. Blue water, a dolphin jumping out of the water, Mm -hmm. a yacht. That rendering. People partying. We had it all then. It looked like Miami. Mm -hmm. Without that arch, you would have never guessed St. Louis. It's like... You think they'll ever do anything to that area? Or is it just doomed to look like that 50 years from now? I bet in 50 years. What? What will go in there? I have no idea, Doug. Anything. Would you invest a billion dollars in a stadium or a big business right there right now? If I was a local and made hundreds of millions of dollars and got a nice little tax write-off, I would certainly put in a chunk of money. But hundreds of millions not going to do it. A billion dollars in Connecticut. That's what I mean. That's what it costs to build a stadium. I wouldn't on my own. I would try to get a group. Try to get myself a little group. And that's where you—that's where you'd put it. I would based try. on what's happened to the city. I said a local. I'm not saying a guy from Singapore could come in and go, "Yeah, this needs to be revitalized." No, well, I just, a local, whoever, who, who's going to survey the situation and do their research and say, "Boy, that's a booming area. I want to be right there." The opposite is happening. People are bailing out faster than they can, than they can get out. I want to see the Millennial Hotel be something. It's too cool of a building. I know. That I heard the asbestos and all that's almost impossible. To Who's going to stay there if they rehabbed know. it? What are you, you going to do if you stay there in a hotel? I'd put up condos, restaurants, and I'd make it a gated community. I think I'm with Iggy. I think you can Just make it like a ballpark village. Style. Gate all of downtown St. Louis. Gate it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that makes yeah, sense. Whoever's in out. the gate and fencing business are going to make a killing. They can't even hire policemen to, to provide security down there anymore. First, they thought it was a good idea. We'll defund the police. That'll help. Then we'll, we, won't, we won't prosecute crimes that people commit if it's brought by these policemen. They thought all this was, yeah, that'll stop crime. But when you put more of course, down the opposite there, happened, And now they don't have enough police officers. And now they're desperately scrambling to hire more and can't get it done. Well, I'm going to hire private security, so we got that taken care of. Now we got okay. 50 private securities. I would, like I said, if a local, because I'd be passionate about you know, what it could potentially be. People have talked about that for years. I think it'd be fun to see something there. While it was still open and thriving, they couldn't do enough business to stay open. I would do an indoor water park down there. Indoor in downtown St. Louis. <laughs> yes. An indoor water park. I absolutely think I it'd be perfect that. for what we are about. Uh, I would move, uh, I would open up another Top Golf. Right downtown. Three top they just golf. opened one. Three. There's three? There's going to be three? I am. Another one. Downtown. But the ones in Midtown West, right? We're going to attach them. Or Midtown take East some, or Downtown West. Take some uh, ideas from the uh, Ozarks. Have a putt-putt and a go-kart track down there. Doug, things mm. are happening. Some yeah. restaurants. So give me uh, a swing around Funtown, Caddy Corner to the Arch. Rope off some of the Mississippi River and make it like a marina. Rope it off. <laughs> marina. <laughs> they need to clean that. Uh-huh. Where the kids <laughs> go swimming in there, yeah, kids go water swimming skiing. there and fish and yeah. do other things. And you're uh, almost talking five billion. Plant a you... lot of trees, have a lot of lights, and a lot of cops. What you need and is, fence you need it in business. You well, need, I, just, I just named need, like six businesses. You need job creating b- big businesses and a hotel. Well, you don't need a hotel if you don't have people. The There's no water, people down there. The indoor water park. People aren't going to stay overnight me. to play putt-putt in a roped-off business. Well, those, are just those are just some ideas. Oh, we're just brainstorming right now. Can you imagine I'm telling just, you, you got to bring the businesses back. That's what does it. Can you imagine Six Flags North to where you have, like, roller coaster going uh-huh. under the arch Ooh. and over the arch. <laughs> we're making a lot of boutique shops, no big restaurants, no big hotels, kind of like... Uh, just like yours now. Uh, kind of like South Beach. 
All the different uh, things are different decor with yellow, blue, pink, lights everywhere. But they have, like, little boutique shops. They have little restaurants. They have bars. Mm -hmm. They don't have any... It may be a W hotel down there, but they don't have anything huge down there. It's all little bitty. And why businesses. are people going to want to stay there? You got an ocean. Oh, it works there. in Miami. They got as much crime. They got as an here. ocean, and they got seventy-five degrees every day. Uh, what do we got? The marina. Well, I'm not saying it's going to be booming in the winter. Unless you, you need, have that indoor, you need indoor business. Water park. You need big business like there used to be, right. like there are in thriving well, cities. Well, why don't you call AT&T? Maybe they'll move from Texas. Well, you so I call I, some of those people. You're going to have to have something like that. And because, what, how's that going to draw people? Hey, the AT&T building, let's go look at it. You need something for the people to if, do. If you've got to fill it up, right, you got to bring the businesses there. I think they need to keep the Polar Express all year. Year-round Polar <laughs> Express. So even you can get Christmas in July. You can just take, take them to the putt-putt courses. Hmm. Oh, there's people going to the foundry. There's people going to the museum or uh, the uh, aquarium. People are going, spending 25 bucks for a snow cone. The so, eternal renters giving economic <laughs> growth plans and ideas is incredibly funny to me, especially <laughs> from the guy that hates the estate tax. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. What does that got to do with me? It's not my <laughs> money. I have no money, so what does it got to do with me? I can See, give Beer all Cat's, the ideas I want. I'm not doing it. Beercat sent a pretty beautiful photo of... Well, there's Top Golf. Yeah. So like, look at that. We're going to have another one a few blocks away. I'm, I'm not kidding. That doesn't look like a terrible no. shot of a city land. Yeah. Like, God bless the people trying to, trying to keep it going. Like, that they looks. Give stuff away. Have the net down there. But if you hit it over the net and go into the Mississippi River, you get 100 bucks. You got to change the tax structure, first of all. The states that are booming. I mean, really in, yeah. booming. Texas, Tennessee, Florida, Nevada. They don't have state income taxes. That's a huge, huge thing. We not only have that, we have a local income tax. You want people to move into a city where they got to pay a 1% earnings tax? Who's going to do that? The answer is nobody. They move out. They don't move in. They move out. You cannot tax an economy into prosperity. It works the other way around. You stop taxing, and then, then things start to boom. Did I read St. Louis got a huge company to move from Boston to St. Louis? I don't know. Recent, I think it was recent. Maybe Bezos can move Amazon here. You got 180 bucks out of me. That's a start. They looked around for for new places to uh, remember that a few years back to to put their warehouses and there it is to launch. They didn't even give St. Louis a second look. Sends We're right smack dab in the middle of the country. You would think geographically we'd be perfect. They weren't the least bit interested. Yeah, Senzyme at the been company. A lot of jobs. Well, he stole 180 bucks from me, so he can retire. He doesn't need his 45 billion. How did Bezos steal money from you? They overcharged me for over two years and only paid me for one year. Said that's all as far as their records went back. I said, well, I can send you my commerce bank records. They went back two years, and you've been charging me twice for two years. Oh, we can only use our records. Okay. Mm. Tell Jeff, congrats on my 180 stole. No. See a medical device company moving from Boston to St. Louis. To the city or to Clayton? Probably in the county, I would assume. But nonetheless, brings a bunch of people here. It's nice. Yeah, we need them in the city. But we won't get them in the city because one reason is the taxes and the crime. It's hard to, uh, whether it's realistic or not, and they say crime is going down. I suspect some of that is because people are moving out. There aren't as many people there, so there's not as much crime there. But unless you get rid of that image that we have, you know, people aren't going to move here. Can you name this uh, segment, Amazon steals $180 from Maggie, then I can tweet it out and they can just... You're still bitter wow. about that? No bitter. Well, I'm bitter. They stole 180 bucks. And this is 
you had an account with them and you were I still have an account with them. Amazon Plus, is that how that works? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime and you paid $180. Well, it's 15.60 something a month and they were charging me twice for at least 2 years. Probably more, however long I've had Amazon, but Yeah. Um, they said we can only pay it for 1 year cuz that's all our, our records go back only a year. I said, "How how can you you basically own the internet? How, how do you only have a year back? My bank's got two. Well, we can only go by our record, so we'll reimburse you for a year. That's all we're going to do. Hmm. And I got it back yesterday. I had 12 times Amazon put back into my account, but it should have been at least 24. Nice. Well, yeah. That's more important than St. Louis economic growth. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it is. Uh, Jonathan Titsworthy. This growth has nothing to do with me. I'm not getting. John, what does John Titsworthy say? Who Doug, cares? You know I don't. Five exclamation I don't. <laughs> well, I care. Wouldn't you care if Amazon ripped you off? Yes, I, I would. Agree. And the no, guy's worth forty-five billion dollars, and he ripped you off for one hundred eighty, one hundred ninety bucks. Wouldn't yeah. you be upset? Well, I expect he wasn't doing the paperwork. I think he's worth two hundred billion or one hundred ninety billion. Well, now he's even Something wealthier insane. today. Let's just make a big Vegas sphere, and just. Use that as our downtown. St. Louis doesn't have a niche anymore. We used to have a niche. The arts. Used to be, it used to be making shoes, beer, of course. Now, it, you know, even the beer got bought out by another foreign company. I know you have Lumiere down there, but what if they ever, if they ever pass, if they ever pass, gambling was legal in St. Louis. You got a huge hotel down there. It is casino. legal in St. Louis. No, I'm talking about sports book. You have sports betting. If you opened a huge hotel down there with a casino and a sports book and a lot of lights, think that'd do anything? No. No? You got you got all that with Lumiere. If you want to bet on sports, you can go across the river and bet on sports. It, w- it would help, but it's not going to transform St. Louis sports betting. What about High Lie? <laughs> Pickleball, mine. I don't think so. No. You got to have businesses. Dog you got to have employees. You got to have... People down there going to restaurants and staying at hotels, and that—that's what it takes. That's never going to happen. Well, I don't know what what it's going to take, but nothing because nobody's moving here. No, you're not going to get business moving here. Mm-mm. You can't get young people to move here from out of town either, for jobs here. From what I've told by a couple people that hire, when they're looking and they're trying to hire young people, they they don't want to come here. The younger folks. Getting out of college, they don't want to come here. Why not? Would you? Uh, no, I wouldn't if I had a choice. No, if I could go to, you know, Florida or, or Texas or California, somewhere like that, that's where I'd go. Well, I love our city. Yeah, I do too. I'm just really frustrated and heartbroken to, to see it fall apart like it is. It's, it's really depressing. There's a guy that posts pictures on Facebook every day. I think it's from um, Vintage St. Louis Photos. And he posts a couple pictures every day of downtown St. Louis back in the 30s and 40s and early 50s. God, it's just bustling. Mm-hmm. People walking everywhere, buildings everywhere, people crowded. It, look like, it looks like downtown Manhattan. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether it ever comes back again, I don't know. What the ins- yeah, it's too the, far for me to drive in. The anyway. indoor water park may change everything. Indoor water park's not going to. <laughs> I love that I idea. Would. You get a putt-putt and a go-kart down there? Putt-putt? I mean, you ever go to the Ozarks? I mean, their putt-putt and go-kart tracks are crowded every night. You're going to bring it back $5 at a time? Put some things down there, people start going there, and you may see a business. Hey, the- St. Louis starting to boom again. Let's put our building down. Would you drive downtown to? to No, I wouldn't because I don't drive. I don't like driving. (laughs) But kids probably would. Putt putt's not a bad business, but not downtown. It it doesn't cost a whole lot to open a putt putt place. I would build, and I was thinking about this the other day. (laughs) I would build. I would put. It's kind of like at Hedo, and they took it down. But Hedo used to have a. Like a water slide tunnel that went around the resort. You just slide down, but then it would go straight, and you would go around the buildings, mm-hmm. around the disco. And you're naked while this is going yeah. on. Yeah, but you put something like that in St. Louis, like a tube, you know, almost like a, a railway. And you just go around the city. In water? You're no. talking about like the in the sewer system no, or something? No, it's almost like a, you're on a, like a little seat. So you start above you the start, arch. And then you kind of go from the arch... Then you go around St. Louis, you go through Chesterfield, you come back, and, oh, there's Dogtown. And then you end up back at the uh, the arch, and you get to see all, and you see all these things going through the sky, and it kind of makes the city look nice. Really? Maybe a lot of tubing, but... Awful lot of tubing. I'll take that money that Crocky gave you and spend it on something other than... Something hey, like we, a giant tube. Hey, we fixed a pothole. Oh. <laughs> tube around St. Louis. I don't know if the tube is the answer. The tax are hilarious. You've got, to, <laughs> you've got to lure business back to St. Louis. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> I don't think that's an idea that's going to have a lot of legs. No, because it'd be too good of an idea. It's not every... that good of an idea to go tubing around St. Louis. People come from all over the country to take a tour of St. They Louis wouldn't. in a tube. They wouldn't. You have to come up with something to make businesses move here and want to want to relocate here or start here. the AT&T would say, hey, they got a tube. We're going. No. We're moving. They wouldn't with a tube. Well, they've been in Texas their entire career, I think. I remember when it was Southwestern Bill. Well, they're going to go to places where they get more favorable taxing for sure. Why wouldn't you if you're a multi-billion dollar corporation? 1% tax? That's a lot. Well, that's the first step. Just like uh, we never got movies here because they couldn't get a deal here. We never got movies. You mean movies shot here? Movies would never shoot here because of the astronomical taxes. They go someplace else and they yeah. didn't charge them any tax. Hey, come to our city. We want you to do a movie uh-huh. here. That's what Georgia did, right? Yeah, that's why they got the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm going to look into this tube idea. <laughs> I think old, maybe that's the How answer. do you... What? Old show about the Ozark, and it's filmed in Georgia. How high up the food chain do you go in St. Louis to talk about a... The tube. We've got this idea. 
You start at the arch. Well, actually, you go to Chesterfield into Soulard, I think it was. I literally yeah. think this is a great idea to go to your, you know, the city, the courthouse, and try to talk to as many people you can, as high up as you can, about the tube idea, and call it the tube idea. Celebrity tours. They do it in California. Hey, there's, well, there's, there's Brad Pitt's home. Do it in St. Louis. Hey, there's Doug, Doug Vaughn's home. He's out cutting the grass. Hey, Doug. Hey, there's Tim. You won't see him because somebody else cuts his grass. And people will come from all over the world to Let's see this. Let's go by the hovel. To see whether we're in. cutting the grass or not. <laughs> yeah. It's only like a once-a-week thing in Right, for an hour. That's a yeah. tough Hey, there's where, ne- tour. where Nelly used to live. Uh, I, I don't see that as being that successful, but. You know, what do I know about business? <laughs> I'm throwing out a great idea. It'll happen. And then it's not a great idea. My... You throw out an idea. It's not a great wait idea. Till, wait till 20 years from now when I'm in the grave and there'll be a tube going over my grave. There won't be. There's... Let's get into Chesterfield. And hey, there's Ziggy. The guy had the idea we stole. You stole. Stole that great idea. Doug James Carlton has a great idea, and that is customer service mm. in Webster Groves. Tim, Look, you're kind of ruining a... this segment right now <laughs> yeah. with this live. I'm glad I'm not in the t- <laughs> <laughs> Let's Let's take our tube by James's office <laughs> in Webster Groves. Mm-hmm. Online at carltoninsurance.net. You can call 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net and work with the great James Carlton. Don't believe me. Go and type his name in uh, Google and see 353 five-star reviews for James and his staff. It's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He's my insurance agent. He's the Plowhawks insurance agent, and we wouldn't go anywhere else. It's James Carlton, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Has your insurance gone up in the last year? Give James a chance to save you money. He can do it. That's what they work to do at James Carlton in Webster Groves, James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. It is Friday, and that means we have a smorgasbord of drops prepared for you. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, it's time for the Drops of the Week. Drops of the Week. Yeah, you got to drop it like it's hot, dog. It's a wonderful drop. Indeed it is. Clip that off. Clip that off. Clip that off. See here in this month's issue of Playboy, a spectacular pictorial as I'm looking at it right now. I'd love to see some down years and to see these fans saying wee, wee, wee all the time and looking at their top five drafts. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> That's all they Gay do. Gay Doug's hots are take. Giggity. A strange wang in my hand. Giggity. It's beautiful, ham. I like that guy's butt cheek. Almost like a Chinese finger lock, Doug. Oh. What, naming your butthole? I got it in the I got it in the mouth. You got him in the tail. I told you how I got hemorrhoids, right? On what hole? And it's my butthole. I name it Karen. How many Speedo pictures you got, playa? So I guess you could do that to your butthole, too. Great peace, Armin. Great peace, Armin. Something about you is is giving them um, a hard-on. I'm not going to turn all the stars on. Regina Hall. I remember that. Yes. Yes. I love Mosaic. I really do. Tim here. And I've never made sexual comments before. I'm going to go figure out how to beat these dicks. I mean, I thought I was giving semen. Our lactate, bro? We're talking porn, and that's what we do. We just hear breathing, rustling of papers, the occasional <laughs> giggle, and then more breathing on the YouTube feed. <laughs> Thanks. That's from uh, Colts columnist Brian Henshin. Okay. Well, they're a treat. I'm very good at foreplay. You got a guy touching your penis. 
It'll stop some of the leakage. It'll uh, absorb a little leakage. Why don't you oh. build a gentleman's ranch? Choke me, please, and punch me. You're going to cover my jack in the beanstalk? How far can you get a banana morning. down your throat before you can't breathe anymore? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm like a two, and I think my brother's a one, so I think I got him. Oh, he's oh, worse looking than you? Mm. <laughs> that young English girl seems like a bitch. That was Drops of the Week. Mm. I don't even know what he's talking about. The young English girl. Uh, I don't even know who that is. Apparently there was somebody hosting that poker show with Leanne Tweeden that you weren't a fan of. I don't know if that had been it, because I like all those girls doing the... Uh... Well, I pulled the audio. Oh. I listened to it. That's what you were talking about. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, maybe she was giving somebody trouble or something. Nice job with the drops, KG. Yeah, yeah thank great. you. I, I, need, a, I need that hard-on Ed drop for sure. Mm -hmm. I need a couple of those. That was a team effort. Jackson started it, and I got us across the finish line. Oh, nice. I like it. Nice. I like it a lot. You got more time now that you're pretty much full time here. Yeah. I got all the time in the world for you, Doug. Yeah. Well, thank you. Whoa. Thank you much. Yeah. Well, send your emails in for our design okay. air heating. Cool email of the day. It comes your way at 945. I'll be down the hallway at 10 o'clock with Marshy Marsh and his playful posse. Uh, he's a man in love now, too. Him and Jackson, both men in love. Really? Yeah, 10 to 11. Uh, balloon party in the KGNO town and I will have QFTA anything and everything is welcome. Still $150 uh, out there, but then I'll Venmo to you for hate mail. Uh, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSCL.com. Uh, and then Doug will be back on Monday and we will uh, bring the heat with the whole crew. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm gone on Thursday and okay. Friday in the following week. So there is your captain's law. And you're gone at the end of February. Are you going at the end of February? Or the end end of, of February, February, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe we'll get John Ashton on while you're gone. Doug? Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> 3 is coming out soon, and they all the char all the main characters are back. John Ashton, Judge, Reinhold, Eddie. Okay. Paul Reiser. <laughs> and John Ashton's a friend, man. Get on my Oh, time. a good friend, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that's coming up. Okay. John Ashton will join us. Was he was he the one in the Adams family? Am I thinking no, of somebody John else? Aston. Aston. Daddy Duke's father, I believe. Uh, father of Rudy Rudiger. Hmm? Was that Sean that Aston? Sean Aston. Oh, yeah, Sean Aston's in there. He would have been his grandfather. Is that right? Yeah. No, this is John Ashton. I met him when I played golf with him in Jamaica. And we just became friends. Hedonism guy? They all wanted to come to Hedonism, but one of the wives put the kibosh on it. Jim McMahon was calling my hotel room. Dude, the wives put a kibosh on it, can't make it. You yeah. said Jim McMahon was calling you? Yeah, McMahon wanted to go. The Bears quarterback. Yeah, he was there. He's another good buddy of yours. No. I don't understand McMahon. He's a weird dude with a headband. He wasn't really that good. Got carried by a defense. Mm -hmm. Chicago loves him. Well, he was kind of a gritty guy. Big, big personality. He had the Pete Rozelle headband. Yeah. He was unhappy with Rozelle. He was fun. He was, it was like 8 o'clock in the morning when I got there, and he's sitting in a cart with a red stripe and no shoes on. Just I think it was like two days before it came out that he got a DWI, and he was the one who was like a spokesperson for don't drink and drive. Oh, well. And he got a DWI, and he's just sitting in the car drinking a beer at 8 in the morning. And, yeah. Yeah, they all wanted to come, and I said, well, just let me know how many people are coming. Mm. And then McMahon called the room oh, and said, Oh, God, so many of them are coming. I can't make coming. it. Some of the wives are put the kibosh on. I, I would know. think they would, yeah. would think they would. So anyway, what are you, somebody awing that they heard the story before? I don't think I ever told the story about Jim McMahon calling the hotel. No. 
Were you organizing some sort of trip to Hito? They all wanted to come for like a night pass. So where did you where did you see them? <laughs> you were at Hito, and they were somewhere else, and you saw them. They were at Hito, and <clears throat> I was still doing fairways and greens at the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys uh, who was like the PR person for the. <laughs> No, I won't stop. No, I didn't mean to play it. We want to hear the story. <laughs> it was a right, throw to a break, Tim. No, we want to hear the story. <laughs> I was trying to cue it up, but I wasn't meant to be playing. That was on me. You played the producer play. Joe Yawn. They, obviously, it went, it Lousy hit. Go right take a break. Gone. We want this story more than I, anything. I need to hear this story. No, you're not getting it now. I'm begging you. I need to hear There you were, Hito, still doing fairways and greens. Jim McMahon is there on a chase lounge. Okay, what happened after that? A lot of listeners, I'm sure, the texters saying we've heard it a thousand times. I haven't heard it. I don't no. think I've heard it. Let, 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 let one of the listeners text in what I was talking about. No, I want to hear and this Tim one. can read it. No, I'm not. You play <laughs> You play yawning things, and I'm... You know, oh. Brian had you I don't care you if haven't. I bore the listeners, but if I'm boring the board up, then I'm not going to tell it. And you see these fellows, and you say, I can organize a trip to Hedo. And they all say, okay. And then they talk it over with their wives, and then McMahon calls you and says they put the kibosh on it. Yeah, whatever you say. I think is that how it went? Henshin's kind of funny because he says you haven't told this story, but it's terrible. So we haven't even like finished the story, we don't know. but they're already it could be a good it. one. I, I I liked it. I want to hear it. I, yeah. I did not mean to play Here's that. It's a story of Caitlin Johnson. She broke her little <laughs> finger, and she continued to pitch. What a trooper! I'll have that story in the paper tomorrow. This is Henshin. You're mocking now. <laughs> I was for a second didn't know what was going on, so that's actually a really good one. Yeah. I forgot Henshin does the Caitlin, tell mm-hmm. us about it. You broke a pinky, yeah? Yeah, on my left hand. And you're right handed, right? Yes. So you had no problem throwing the ball. That's correct. What a comeback. You're courageous. Story of courage. I gotta say I'm not bashing it, but why is Henshin get the girl voice with the interview and the girl who's answering the question get like the deep Iggy voice? <laughs> Scott's wrinkled ball sack's not happy, and that's rare. Mm. Is Iggy's battery going low yet? It's been the Ken show today again. We're all just listening and learning. That's from Scott's wrinkled ball sack, but not his wife. Maybe she's it's entertaining. Enjoying. I like it. Brian no. Henshin says, thank you. Thank you for cutting it off. I'll take a break. <laughs> no, he just flipped the mic up. Oh, he's taking the headsets off, slamming them down. Bullcrest. Ball crest falling it's, cre- it's a full crest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them full crests need to be shirts and you need to have like a, <laughs> an outline of Iggy. Like, Brian Henson <laughs> says, why do I sound like a prepubescent pervert and the girl sounds like Johnny Johnson? <laughs> That's what threw me off because like I was kind of wondering who was the... <laughs> All right, Doug, we've got a, we got a hard 908 break. Traffic, weather on the 8s. Awesome. And then we've got the design air heating and cooling email today coming up at 945. Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse filling in for Jackson on Balloon Party and KG and O-Town filling in for Jackson on QFTA at 11 o'clock. And the Tim McCrimmon Show podcast on the TMA YouTube channel at 11. We'll take a break, come back with more of the fun and games here on TMA presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.